What's going on, everyone? Let's try, let's try the official opening that Ooh. we've been lacking. Let's see if it's still rattling around in there. Is it like riding a bike? Welcome everyone to the Freddie and Alyssa show. If you're new to the channel, be sure to like, subscribe, comment. If you're watching on Facebook, it's gone. Uh, How do you lose it? Let well, me try it. All right. Welcome everyone to the Freddie and Alyssa show. If you're new to the channel, make sure you like, subscribe, comment. If you're watching on another platform like Facebook. <laughs> and you want to like the page, that would be awesome. Amazing. If you're listening on a platform like <laughs> iTunes, <laughs> hello out there. If you want to leave us a five-star review, that'd be greatly appreciated. There you go. We've been putting out content now, now for over four and a half years. years. And you can tell we're getting better <laughs> at it. Every single day. We hope you all had a wonderful holiday week. And I think the big question is, who are you these next 31 days? Ooh. There's only two teams you can be a part of. It is the, I'm going to squeeze the last drop of juice out of this lemon, <laughs> or I'm just going to put the lemon peels over my eyes and wake up on the 1st of January. Wow. Wow. So which... I think in between is where the most unhappiness is. Okay. I think that at, on December 1st, actually it started basically Monday. Yeah. People have to decide, do you go for it? Do you crush it? Do you build that momentum into the new year? Or do you sit back, tap yourself on the back for making it through another year, and you just phone it in? Phone it in. The middle I think breeds unhappiness. What do, What is your initial thought on that? My initial thought is that everyone has to know and do what's best for them because I think a lot of people are, are in different, you know, points of their life. There's so, oh, what is it called? Ed Milet calls this something season. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, oh, I'll, I have to look it up. But basically, it's the season of if you want to get ahead of the rest of your competition. If you're doing something in business, life, whatever it may be, and you want to get ahead of the rest of your competition, you start now to build momentum into the yeah. new year, which I've always been a big fan of. You guys have probably heard me talk about that many times. But on the same note, I feel life is very different these days with social media, just so much going on in front of us that if you're feeling like, hey, I need this breather, I need to take a break, my mental health needs to pause, I'm totally on board with that too. Where I'm at in my life right now, it's def. Oh, I think it's called separation season, where it separates you from the rest yeah. of your competition. Now, I feel like where I'm at right now, because there's a lot going on in my life, and just like with this big event that I'm hosting, I can't really just throw in the towel. I can't do that right now. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, I um, but what we're doing the next three weeks is we're really going to be focusing on like eating better, you know, good, a lot of activity, all of that, because we know the holidays are coming and all of our families coming, but these next three weeks, why not just be a little bit better with our diet, a little work, a little bit harder on our workouts so that we can really enjoy and feel good. Like, what do you, what do you think about that? I, I do think, um, yeah, I think I might just be in a slightly different position where, I well not necessarily because you're right the thing that I that I'm really gearing up for is when family comes yeah. so to have exactly three weeks um, building momentum into it is going to be great I'm I think 
what's interesting is before I would traditionally start a new project and want that momentum to be going into it. I'm not interested in starting a new project the next three weeks, but I definitely want to like put a nice bow on the year. Wrap up everything. Um, You know, we finally got around to starting some of the renovations or I I think we can call it upgrades because it's not really renos. It's not like we're, you know, uh, like upgrades or how I like to call it gingerbread. Um, Where'd you get that from? My dad's always called it gingerbread. Oh, really? and I think it's like a term in the house in the in the house building world where to give you character. Yeah, because that's what because back in the day when the housing market was different, you know, builders had to put the gingerbread inside and out. Meaning instead of just throwing up five, you know, well, not the houses have four walls, uh, just four plain walls and making it basic people wouldn't choose your house. So you had to be a little more artistic, put a little more gingerbread, crown molding, you know, do built-in shelves where the TV fits, a fireplace so that when people walk in, they'll choose your home rather than the home next door. But during the 2020 to 2022 bull run of the market, there just wasn't enough houses. So they were like, we don't need gingerbread. People just want houses because there's 27 offers. It can just be plain with no kitchen and people would buy it. So luckily for us, the reason that we were like, well, why don't we get a new build? We'll keep it on an affordable land in a good neighborhood, really close to Disney where it'll appreciate regardless. And then we'll just eventually do the gingerbread ourselves for free. And I can continue to sharpen my skills, learn new skills from my dad. So that was really fun. But the first few months we were just really busy and it just, we just didn't want to even have it on our plate of designing. So, but as of like the past couple weeks, that's been my um like hobby yeah where i've really enjoyed and you're very good at it too i'm I'm just really loving it so in the next three weeks there's uh, some more projects we're gonna do we haven't shown you the laundry room upgrade yet really cool we just need a light fixture and like a couple little things but the actual shelf wallpaper and everything's mm-hmm. been built and um this christmas we're gonna do uh, backsplash we're gonna paint the cupboards we're gonna build out uh, a, a workbench and a beautiful thing in our garage and then we're going to be hanging and upgrading all these different little things as well. So that's kind of what I'm doing on that end and then focusing on the diet. Because when family comes, just like when your family was here, just like Thanksgiving, we just you just have whatever. We go all out. I mean, we <laughs> yeah. eat and drink. And I'm like, if I can if I can prepare myself and in three weeks lose like six, seven pounds, then it's like when I gain those five or six pounds back, that's great. I don't want to continue it and then be so far behind right. on the first. right. So we are, it's kind of a combination for me, I feel, because right now in real estate, I don't have an active client. So I'm going to pursue that right. in the next three weeks, of course, but it's not like I have a client right now. Happening, yeah. So I'm, you know, family's coming in 20 days. I want to get the house together as much as I can, keep up on all the chores and of course, keeping the editing. I, I booked another project that I'm going to be working on. So we've got some cool stuff happening, but mine's all kind of on my own time. You're thrown in. And you have like a deadline and a big thing happening, just like I think most people do where they're finishing out the year where they don't, you know, they're like, well, I have to do it. And they get to do it. That's the better verbiage. You get to work. And you have this amazing event. We've touched on it a little bit. Um, But what's going on with it? And is there like a better way to explain it in a nutshell? Because I feel... Just like people might not know what it is. Yeah, the the through line hasn't really been clear, I think, through like stories like we've got to watch what you're doing right but like what what's what's like a like a three minute three summed minute. up version of how it's been and what it is now that you've 
yeah. been a part of it for six months. So the brand itself, Le Dinier in Blanc, AKA it could be called Dinner in Blanc, you might have heard that. It is a worldwide, world-renowned event that has happened across, like I think it's 80 cities over the past 30 years. And basically in each and every city, it is a chic pop-up dinner where friends come from all over the world to this one city and depending on that city, there are different hosts that throw this party. I happen to be one of the hosts this year. So at these big events, you have all the attendees wear white. There is a secret location, so it's not revealed until moments before. So some of the guests will come and they'll get different departure points. And at these departure points, they might be getting on a boat, they might be getting on a bus, they might be walking, you don't know where the secret location is. And it's just a really cool element of this whole event that people go crazy for. But the really interesting thing is in order to go, you have to be on the list. So there are three phases. The first phase is where they welcome back past um, attendees. So you get put on a list, you pay, I think it's like $10 a year to make sure you have that membership. And in phase one, they're all invited um, and they can register. Depending on if it is sold out immediately, phase two will open and phase two is the friends of phase one members. So people who had attended, it's their friends. Then phase three is new um, waiting list individuals. So any new guests that wanna come. However, with the Tampa Bay scenario, we didn't even get to phase three. We sold out in phase two. So we have a big waiting list of thousands of people, but because we didn't get to that part, we, we couldn't open up. So how many So how many total then when you close? So, so the venue could only hold a certain amount? Yes, so this year it is a thousand people. Um, that we will be hosting, but this is only the second year of Tampa Bay. So each year you grow the event, you grow the event, you grow the event. And a city like New York, their waiting list is 30,000 people. So it's this crazy phenomenon that just yeah. everyone is loving. It's so much fun. There's so many really cool elements, but there are a lot of surprises. So as the host, you know, we can't let anyone know where the location is. We can't let them know any, you know, things that will be there because you want to really yeah. up it and make it big. So it's crazy because, you know, it's a huge event that you're essentially planning and it's myself and two other hosts. So a lot of my time has definitely gone into planning this location scouting, going there in person, testing all the, the food, taste testing all the food and making sure, you know, just everything. I mean, it's a if anyone yeah. has ever planned an event, even like a wedding or something, you kind of have a small Oh, yeah. inkling of what that is but it's been really awesome and the heartbeat of the whole event is definitely the volunteers who help out so you get um how many i think we have like 30 volunteers this year but they are all table leaders or group leaders and depending on what you are you are in charge of a certain amount of guests if that makes sense yeah. so it's really cool i'm really excited it's happening on december 18th and we also partnered up with Dillard's Dinner and Blanc Tampa Bay, and we did this really fun style night out. So they closed down the whole store, and from 6.30 to 8.30, our attendees got to come shop for their all-white attire, because that's what we wear. We had a DJ, we had um, you know some drinks, and it was just a really fun time. So 
We went last year. What did you think when you went to that event? Because I don't think you've gone to anything like that. No, it was, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it was pretty incredible because everyone has like their, their, they're responsible for their own table. So they, they really have the energy of a picnic. So it's not like an event like, like we've talked about where when you go to the Emmys, the event is already there, the tables are there, the catering's there, and everyone just kind of shows up. The unique thing about this is it's like a pop-up picnic. Mm -hmm. So you're bringing your own blanket, your own basket, your own uh, little table and chair, and then you line it up with a tablecloth. So it's just this open place, different venue, and it's just like quiet, and no one's there. And then all of a sudden, boom, a thousand people show up in white. There's like dancers and DJs and food and like all this stuff. And then three, four hours later, everyone takes it down and you leave it as if it never existed. And it's just really just fun. So we got introduced to it through her friends at her brokerage. And then when you were asked to be a host, that was like a huge honor because it's really great. It's wonderful for networking, the people that that you've been able to meet. And and I definitely can't wait to take some more videos. That's one thing I regret is that I didn't go with you to all the meetings because I could have documented the story of this all better. And... Because you can only do so much. That's the difficult part. Is right. is like to in today's world, and even Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank said this. Like the one of the most high demand, most important jobs in the world right now, especially for business owners, self employed yeah. people, people with hobbies or charities that they want to get attention, is a videographer. It is so important to, to storytell because when you're by yourself. There's that fine line between taking yourself out of the moment, being the weirdo who's always like, oh, excuse me, guys, let me, you know, um, and you have me. Right. And, you know, it's just that everything's like an hour and a half away and it's such a huge commitment. But I I really wish I would have gone along this journey so I could have documented properly the beginning of the three of you interviewing for the job. I know. Getting the job eight months ago and then planning it the whole time to come to fruition because you've done a great job with what you could have done on your own. But having, you know, I, I, if you end up doing it next year, I would, I would love to I'm document, gonna document it, document well, it and show the, what's, the whole journey. What's interesting on that point, too, is at these events, we have something called a media lounge. So media will come cover the event. Obviously, you want to invite a lot of um, local influencers. And so I've been doing a lot of research on the Tampa influencers, the ones I obviously already know as well. And when chatting with all of them and inviting them a lot go hey can i bring a plus one so i can create content but we know that and understand that because if you're going to go document something you need that perfect photo you need that video of you in it and it's you can't do it you can only do so much like this but it's a lot better when you have someone there to help you so it's i'm really excited to just see how everything um turns out it's just it's gonna very be cool. exciting and it's it's cool time. like with the, the time of year that it is as well because it's going to be the button to the year before the holiday week yeah. comes i think it's on a sunday um so that's that's gonna be really cool but but yeah I'm, I'm just pumped for this next uh you know couple weeks leading into the holiday and i think more than ever everyone needs this holiday spirit and uh especially in today's world yeah and it's always felt great but there's just something really wonderful about it now. You know, even our allotment, they put up all the all decorations good, yeah. out there and people are just in a different mood and brings people together. So it's nice. It feels good. And that's why, too, when 
right before Thanksgiving, I was like, I don't care. We're putting our tree up. I'm listening to my Christmas music. This is a special time of year. And especially with so much going on in the world and yeah. so much social media, like that's where our attention's at. It's nice to unplug and just do things in the present, in the moment that make you feel good, that make you happy. Because mm -hmm. I just feel like we don't really do that much anymore. It's so easy to get just glued onto your phone or just not go outside and step in the grass. We kind of talked about this last night yeah. and just like feel one with the earth or, you know, just enjoy the sunshine outside, whatever it is, the little things. Well, I started watching Yellowstone. Highly recommend it if you're into manly men riding horses and committing crimes um, and just yeah. the open field and sex and business and good business and dirty business and a family and dynamics and betrayal and oh, it's so good um and the storyline's really great but it takes place in montana and there's even like a, like a scene at one point when people from other states come to montana and you're just looking at this beautiful mountains, these beautiful trees, the breeze, yeah. the running water, yeah. the hot springs, the horses, the animals. That's like who we really are. Of and we just, and that's what they're all fighting about on the show, which is essentially, you know, this land is very attractive to billionaires and hedge funds who want to come build resorts and ski resorts and vacation homes and they want to, yeah. you know, make progress, economic progress. And they meet with the governors and they're like, this is going to generate $4 billion a year. It's going to have 4,000 yeah. jobs. This is good. And then people are like, no, it's going to bring, it's going to need high skilled workers. So all of the locals are going to be pushed out and people from out of state's going to come and take the high paying jobs and then the housing price. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's, it's a great like representation of what really went on. And there's crazy things that Montana became a state in like 1890 and this whole entire like when you look around at the advancements we have in this world especially in florida when you watch the way that we're like in california and even my hometown ashtabula like people were never building up ashtabula um they had the mall go in but i was yeah. too young but ashtabula has never really been built up and then la has no room for any new Bro. anything they just take a, a a building and rebrand it but in florida for the first time Everywhere you drive, it's just sand, structures going up, massive pipes going in for, for the sewer. For, yeah. And you just see the infrastructure and the roads and the cranes and the workers. And I go, how did somebody come <laughs> in here, do this deal, get the land? Then there's eight people on bulldozers. There's people doing – it's just an incredible so thing. And then you see all the technology and the internet and everything going on. And it almost feels like this has been our lives for 10,000 years and it just hasn't. Yeah. Montana wasn't even like a state in 1890. That was 130 years ago. Right. Like we have grandparents that are like 100. So they're It's crazy when you think about it. Yeah, like our great great grandparents away. like what? It just doesn't make sense to me on how long you feel we've been here but we haven't. And it, it it's a back to the whole point with social media is that we are just locked into this progress of economic growth in the world where we're like, oh, the buildings and the, the pretty things and this and that. But deep down, just going out in the grass and relaxing and being with people is how we naturally are. And we're gonna be, we're gonna, people are gonna look back at our, not our generation, but like all of us who were alive during this time 
and it will be studied because we went from being the people who had no social media. We were excited about a radio. We were excited about yeah. five channels on a television, which was cool. But people still went to school. They married their neighbor, their coworker down the street. They all worked hard. You know, everyone worked hard. Yeah. There wasn't as much, you know, as many problems. Things have gotten much better. But just in the whole like community, things were better. And well, then all of a sudden, we're transforming changed. from the people who put their feet in the grass, who just used to go out and play ball or pick things from a mm -hmm. garden to having everything delivered to us and soon by a drone. And we're transferring from that type of human that has evolved for how many, like 100,000 years to these cyborgs that are basically half human, half yeah. um, machine, even though it's not in us yet. Right. But everything around us is just taking us more away. And now like camping and like, I wanted to go get an Airbnb in Montana. I was like, I have to go to this town. <laughs> God, I, can't. I just have to go look at the mountains and like look at the sky and at least we get that here though florida yeah, has yeah. that montana's different but florida has like you look up at night and you're like wow we are in trees Especially and water where we, and where we live yeah you know i read this article the other day where they were kind of saying that millennials in the early 2000s were so special if you will because we had just enough technology to make things exciting but not enough to like overtake our entire lives. We had to still mm -hmm. enjoy ourselves. And with Black Friday that just happened, I saw this old video from, I think it was like the 80s or 90s, where all of these parents were going crazy for this Cabbage Patch doll. And they were just, they had huge lines. They were all racing to the back of the building because they're like, we're gonna be giving them there. Everyone was freaking out, cut to current day. No one goes crazy like that for Black Friday. People are actually getting mad. They're like, you're only giving us 20 to 30% off on Black Friday. Back in the day, we would go camp out for 90% yeah. off, you know? Now today, Amazon, you can get something overnighted. That's what we did the other night. We were like, oh, we need new pillows. You're like, oh, I wonder if we can get them on Amazon. We looked. By they were between, here eight hours later. Between 4 a.m. and 7 a.m., they're like, we can get this to you for like $2 extra. Well, it's all, crazy. All that convenience is, is like great. I like it. I, 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 I just think wrong. it's the, I, I just think it's um, like so many people used to drink and smoke a lot. And this new generation, I'm hearing a lot that the alcohol use for the younger generation is going down. It's not as like cool or socially like cool as it is for like millennials, Gen Xers, yeah. like we're, we're the party crew. Um, and same thing with cigarettes. Like, oh, yeah, that's like I out. like a cigarette from time to time, but to ever at like a Tuesday afternoon after like a business meeting be leaning against my car smoking a cigarette in front of anyone, no. like I, that just isn't cool anymore. And it just doesn't look good. Um, it's crazy. But I wonder if like there's going to be some sort, sort of sort shift. of shift in the way that we use technology in our lives but it's just become so addicting that well, when you get off of it for three days it, you feel so much better yeah yeah like a weight's been lifted it's crazy to see though what it's doing during these important years for teenagers now what the internet is doing because the day before Thanksgiving, I was at Publix and this young girl was about to check me out and I was like, hi, and I was setting my stuff down and all of a sudden, 
I looked up at her and she like couldn't respond to me. And because I have anxiety, I knew it. I go, are you having panic attack? Are you having anxiety? And she goes, and I go, okay, you need to do square breathing, breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth and through your nose. And she started doing that. And then like one of the other employees came and like helped her and she just was sobbing, crying. And all she kept saying was, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like she was so embarrassed that she did this at work. And it's so sad because this girl couldn't have been more than like 16, 17 years old. And they came in and they brought her out. And I was like, you're going to be okay. Like, don't worry. But the other gentleman who was helping me, he was probably another 17 year old. And we were walking out. And I was like, I really hope your, you know, coworker's okay. And he goes, yeah, anxiety is the worst. I have it too. And I, I was just saying to him, I was like, you know, it's, it's hard. There are ways to cope. But it, it just made me so sad to see that these young, like she was just trying to work and she had this massive panic attack. And I just feel like so many more people have anxiety now because I think, of, or Well, that triggered. becomes the question is, did people always have anxiety and it just was never talked about or labeled? But the only reason that I feel like that probably is true, people have always had anxiety, but I think it's worse now because yeah. I, like, like my anxiety when I was young wasn't, the kind that I experience from time to time in today's world. It, it was more just like you're a little nervous or you're like, it was more like a little nervous, mm -hmm. but it wasn't like a, like an anxiety cloud. Right. It was more like, oh, I'm like nerve. Like yeah. you're just a little nervous for a baseball game for a second. But as soon as you step on the field, you're like good to go. Or talking to a girl, well, of course, would be nervous, nervous at first. Anxiety, but then you're, yeah. but not like being out socially. I think a majority of people were a lot more calm because you just had you you were more about the real life connections and i think a lot of yeah. people who didn't have that back in the day they suffered just like people are suffering now mm -hmm. so i think there are a lot of people who didn't integrate socially into schools mm -hmm. and they were alone and i think mm -hmm. they had more anxiety social yeah. anxiety yeah. but i think so many more people these days are alone and we don't feel like we're alone because you're on social but there's a difference when you're integrated with real life human beings all the time and that's what i'm starting to see how because for the past three years you know i haven't had a place of work that was like oh here's like all these humans right you know we basically have been on our own for three years and then with the pandemic and then with moving you have to start fresh yeah. and you don't have family or friends here and though we get to see people but like the week your family was here then leading into thanksgiving with my dad being here you are you feel like it's you're looking on a Montana field when you're with people in real life. Totally. So this just is kind of like a crutch. Mm -hmm. And we do get value. We do get entertainment, education, inspiration from social media. But there definitely has to be an evolution of conversation around maybe we should just like how people should drink maybe just once or twice a week. Yeah. How, you know, doing it every day is not healthy. Just like spending six hours a day on social media not. isn't healthy well the problem i feel with the younger generation is that they don't monitor their usage of it they're constantly comparing themselves to other people on it and they would rather sit and watch people or talk to people on the phone than in person and during your formative years that's not good or not healthy at least that we know of in our lifetime that's not what humans humans crave that physical touch that 
camaraderie, that friendship, love, th these are important things that we need to survive. And when you kind of pull that away, it's just, it's, it's interesting to watch. And I saw something else too, where they were saying how anyone who's creating content online, it's very, very hard to these younger individuals or anyone in general to just look up to them and compare themselves because the people creating content are either entertainers, content creators, experts, just individuals that really know what they're talking about or they want to entertain. Like I guarantee most content creators, if they haven't already, would have moved to LA to pursue some sort of entertainment. Like Charlie D'Amelio, she was a dancer. Of course yeah. she likes to act, of course she likes to sing. Like she was a trained dancer and performer and entertainer from like six years old to however old she was, like 16 when she got famous. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not the normal average teenager in the world. She yeah, was very it, talented. It, it's, it's become, if you're going to create, well, and, that, and that's, this is why this is so complex. Like there's so many things to, to touch on here. Yeah. The first thing is if is, is the, the portion of, of creating content in social media where people are making money. So even if you're not a content creator where you're getting paid by sponsors on podcasts or doing brand deals and anything like that, but you're a hairstylist, a real estate agent, and you have a business that you're trying to drum up um, business. There's this guy on TikTok who goes and knocks on doors and go to overgrown grown lawns and goes, hey, I'll cut your grass and clean your lawn up for free. And they're like, what's the catch? He goes, I just want to make a video of me doing it for free. But then that video gets a million views, and now everyone who lives in Detroit or wherever he lives is going to hit him up. He'll charge them $500 and go do their house, but he's using the social media to build. But a lot of these kids, from my understanding of what I've seen and what I'm learning, and that's what I love about TikTok, is like hearing from real people who are in all different parts of the country, is our generation as millennials have gone through one of the biggest opportunities of getting rich easy and quick than probably every other generation yeah. and that's what's messed with us and that's why the boomers are like oh these kids these days don't want to work it's just very disheartening to think that you're going to go work 40 hours a week plus do a commute to take home $2,700 a month where you still have to split a one-bedroom apartment you still have student loans yeah. and then they're looking online and they're like this girl's trying on makeup in her house and she's making twenty six thousand dollars a month getting free makeup sitting in her house every day making content yeah. and so that's kind of the the other tough part but the idea that we were around when bitcoin was a dollar missed it when we were around for um nfts all these technology boosts like like we were around yeah. in the past 10 years that you could have just put like a hundred dollars into into dogecoin at a certain point and be worth 16 million dollars today and we're seeing so many people do that sure. where i feel when we grew up the the people we looked up to who were rich they owned seven gas stations they owned three laundry mats they worked in at a construction company and you were like wow like you own a company like and then it, they're like it took me 25 years but it's worth it and you're like that's so cool like we were watching people we were looking up to that worked hard yeah. because there wasn't a get rich quick. You could have bought Amazon stuff. I'm not saying there wasn't, but these days it's like do drop shipping or even us. I'm trying not to get involved in this, but okay. I see an opportunity too where I have made so many viral videos on TikTok and I made this video not too long ago. They got millions of views and I checked my, my statistics and 48,000 
of the millions of people that watched this one video looked at my profile. 48,000 people. Crazy. And I go, like on Amazon, just as an example, and I still might do this with the air fryer. There's, there's a, a something called Amazon Affiliate, where you sign up as an Amazon Affiliate, which we both are. We just don't really utilize it much. And they will give you about a 4 to 5% uh, kickback on any product. So if, we, if, if you hit me up and say, hey, what camera do you use? And I send you my Amazon affiliate link, you, you, it's just going to show you the camera, 950 bucks. this is the camera, and you're going to go, oh, cool, thanks, Freddie. Click buy. It costs you the same, but because I sent you there, they're going to kick me 5%, about 45 bucks. And I'm like, huh, that's pretty interesting. Well, then I'm seeing these people online who are getting Amazon products like a burger holder or they're getting like an air fryer. And if I made like seven videos of recipes in an air fryer and linked in my profile the air fryer and it's $100, so say I'd make only five bucks per one, but 48,000 people looked at my profile that one day. What if I made a viral video of jalapeno wrapped in bacon? I know how to make that. And it gets 1.2 million and 16,000 people bought it. And you start doing the math and it's like, there's just so many, and that's sell courses. There are so many things to make a million dollars overnight these days that I feel like everyone's chasing but that's why, Everything. too, the fashion and beauty influencers have made a killing over the years because that's what they do with yes. all their outfits, with all their beauty products, curling. I mean, you name it, people will watch your tutorial video, especially beauty influencers, and they go, oh, you helped me, but I want that product because I've done that so much. I've shopped so many times from influencers because I see it in the flesh on them or them doing it, or yeah. and I go, I need that. And then you click oh, the yeah. link, and and that's just why it's a booming, booming industry. It's it's huge. And you get to just you know, and but that's what Gary said a long time ago. Gary Vaynerchuk, and that's what's always stuck to us. He goes in 2017. He goes, you have the audacity to want to be an influencer or a content creator. He goes, you want to use this earth as your playground. You want to travel around and do whatever you want at any given moment of any day, and film it. And you want to be paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year or millions a year for doing it. He goes, that is going to be a lot of work. Of course. Like you have to earn that. Like that is pretty much the coolest job what most kids five years old to 18 years old want to be. Yeah. Influencers, content creators, YouTube stars, just as much as we all wanted to be actors back in the day because it was like we get to travel to New Zealand and shoot a movie and get paid millions of dollars and hang out with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and become bros yeah. and like – work on like action films and, and well, travel. Well, here's it's like... my next thing. Have you heard about this? So China has TikTok as well. And FBI is saying they're very, very nervous about TikTok in America. And this is why. In China, they limit TikTok usage to 18 and under for only one hour a day. When you're on TikTok, it's not beauty influencers. It's not funny videos. It's all educational. So they're learning, you know, different, uh, a variety of topics. Now, when asked children in China what they want to be when they grow up, the number one answer was an astronaut. Here in America, when they asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? The number one question or answer was influencer mm -hmm. because we're all, we're, these two different entities are taking in massively different content. Yeah. So that's just really interesting to sit back and go, oh. 
Well, when everyone talks about money for the first time, which is helping people also with salary jobs, like it used to be such a hidden, um, like a private thing. Like yeah. if you ever ask anybody who's like 50 or older, like, hey, how much do you make? Or how much do you have in your bank? That's the most like rude, taboo oh, yeah. thing. Kids who are like younger these days or they talk about what they make, like people don't care as much, but all these YouTubers and all these influencers talk about what they make. Mm -hmm. So people are aware Yeah. of what everyone's making. So when you see someone like a Logan Paul sells $3 million of t-shirts in just 72 hours, you start going, hmm. But the whole point <laughs> is China, they, they don't see those videos. No, because they're, they, they're creating, but I don't know how much of all that's true. I mean, who knows? It's just, I've heard that before too. And you know, the algorithm's going to give you what's going to keep you on the app. Yeah. That's what's the course, truth. And, and I can really, curate my feed at any given time if i'm in the mood to learn about like that whole balenciaga scandal i knew if i watched just like a video after video after video it will go oh he's interested in this and they'll keep putting those videos in of front of me course. and then when i got like over it i was like all right i've learned enough about it i'm gonna now swipe through it and now i'm gonna go into personal development and it, it like curates it so quickly yeah and that's what keeps you on the app yeah But yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch as we all continue to grow during this. And I don't think it's, I don't think there's any, I obviously think there's pros and cons. And I think our, our world is changing at a rapid pace faster than it's ever changed ever. And I do think there's a huge disconnect unless we have open dialogue with older generations and younger generations. And we're in the middle, but we're so involved in the TikTok culture that we are hearing from the younger generation so that we have an idea of what's really happening. But these are the challenges that younger people are having. Yeah. And we just have to kind of pay attention and figure out how can we help ourselves, help our younger generations navigate this ever-changing world and do it in a positive way. Because I don't want to, I don't, I love technology. I love all this. But we have to figure out how to, yeah. how to maneuver it. And at the end of the day, what's going to help us all is just the discipline in our own life of putting limitations on how much you consume, choosing your disciplines in your life, making sure you're getting up or working out or doing whatever you told yourself to do every single day and building your life with the people that you love and then utilize all this stuff as a So tool. to circle back then to end the year strong, it sounds like you're saying- I'm gonna sleep in until noon every day till my parents get here <laughs> and call it a year and start on January 1st. No, no, no. <laughs> But all that being said, I mean, you just got to listen to yourself and know what's best for you because we're all different. We're all going through different journeys, different day to days. I mean, it's, it's just what makes the world go round. It is. That's all you can do. I can't even think about this anymore. I'm taking it back to the day and the tasks at hand right. today. That's all you can control. Um, but, um, but yeah, feeling super grateful. Um, and yeah. Uh, You know, that's something to think about as well. Just closing out the year. Just think of all the things you were grateful for this year. It's going to really right. help. And and we got this. I can't wait to see what 2023 is going to bring. And uh, and our big uh, two-year anniversary. Is coming up. Yeah. Life. That's crazy. That went by super quick, December 31st. Woo! We um, can never forget, baby. No, New Year's was a great call. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, thank you all so much for stopping by and chatting with us today. We're wishing you a phenomenal week and we will see you next Wednesday. Take care, everyone.